Welcome to the Learning Lounge podcast by the Sangaban Continual Learning Team. We'll be sharing our honest opinions, answering all sorts of questions and discussions, and hopefully providing some laughs along the way. Here's what's coming up this week. Hi everyone, it's Alana coming to you in the edit of the podcast. I just wanted to let you guys know that this week we have had to record virtually, so there might be a couple of issues with the audio where it sounds slightly different in places. So please bear with us as we'll be back in the studio recording properly over the next couple of weeks, so the audio should be crisp and perfect again. This week's episode is all about past jobs and lessons learned from them. So there's a couple of funny stories in there, and if you have any stories to share with us, please, please email us at learninglandpod at sangaban.com we would love to hear from you and you might even get featured on the next pod enjoy welcome back to the learning lounge podcast this week it is us three the three musketeers myself alana james hello and anup hello so we are going to be talking this week all about um kind of like what our past jobs taught us um, and if there's any lessons and stuff and tell a few funny stories and just um yeah chat about our chat about our past delve deep into the archives um so my old job before I started working for Sangaban I was a waitress um and if anyone's worked in hospitality um they will know that there are so many stories you can get from hospitality jobs um but does anyone have um well James you've had quite a few jobs haven't you so do you want to kick us off with one of your stories um yeah can do um so depends how PG we want to keep it (laughs) no we can Um, can, okay so I'll I'll take you through my first day as a traffic womble as Anna calls it or a traffic warden the traffic wombles are out (laughs) yeah so um the, the the lesson I learned from this one was all about um multitasking for a start because uh and kind of keeping an eye on my personal belongings when i was at work oh no this sounds ominous so i um i, I was i went and did my, my first day of training as for the traffic warden job they were telling me all these codes that i've got to do they gave me the machine you put things in to print the tickets out they were like right let's go get a uniform and it takes this big old warehouse essentially where you pick up your uniform you try different sizes on so you get the right size and whatnot so i got my uniform on and they said, right, the next thing you need to do is get your hat. Um, and the thing about a traffic warden is you can't issue tickets unless you're fully in your uniform. So you need your hat on to issue a ticket for like a local council. Um, so I was like, right, okay. Um, got my hat on. I went out and it was quite a blustery day. I think you know where I'm going with this one. So it was quite a blustery day. Um, and I'd been placed towards like Abbey Parkway. And there's a really busy thoroughfare in the town there with lots of HGVs and stuff going mm-hmm. going by. So I got there and somebody was parked on the double yellow lines. It's a loading time thing, so they shouldn't be there anyway. And I sat there and I was like, okay, so do I need to issue to this one? And they were like, yep, yeah, let's, let's issue to this 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 car. Um, started writing the ticket, at which point an HGV goes by. And I didn't realize the hats have like a chin strap. So my hat... <laughs> blew off underneath the lorry <laughs> and i was like that, that's my hat and apparently these things these things are like i don't know 80 90 quid to replace so it got oh underneath the, the lorry and you could see it just going around this lorry wheel just go and this is your first day as well this is so bad first day and and the guy was like you can't issue that ticket now. I was like, why? It's like your hat's underneath that thing. At which point the lorry screeches to a halt 
because somebody stepped out in front of it and stopped the lorry because they thought I'd actually gone under it because they could see my hat and nothing else to come beneath <laughs> this lorry. So they oh held up God. like the, the whole of the road thinking that they'd taken out some kind of traffic ward. And I'm like, no, I'm, it's my hat. I just can't multitask <laughs> and keep my hat on and write a ticket at the same time. Does that mean so? Oh is that God. true then? So a, a traffic wumble can't assign a ticket if they're not wearing a hat? Well, they're full uniform, depending on what the council is. So you might have a cap or, like, as was like a proper policey type hat sort of thing. Interesting. That would be interesting. So, um, next time I'm getting a ticket, I'm just going to be like, run up, grab the hat, sling it, and then just do one. <laughs> yeah, so for me, it was multitasking was the thing, and just keeping my eye on what was going on around me a bit more. Um, yeah, so that, that was my first day on the job. Oh my god, that literally sounds like the worst first day ever. I mean, there's not really much more that could have, you know, could have happened. Unless you'd got the sack, obviously, but... Had to do the walk of shame back to the big warehouse to get some more. <laughs> it does sound like something that you'd see on, on an episode of Mr Bean. Yep. Anna, did you have a story you wanted to share? Uh, yeah, so I've got um, a lesson learned quite relatively on in my uh, my career. So it's like my first office job just after university. And I was in charge of this project revolving around a digital book that we were creating. And um, the developers that we were working with were really good, but at the same time, were really incompetent at making some of the changes that we were requesting. Um, and I was sort of in training to go into the army as an officer. So me, me being not the most sort of... Um, assertive person at that point in my life um sort of testing out the walls on how assertive you can be um especially if you're going to be in the army and you're going to be bossing people around and whatnot um and these people these developers did something that irked me and i responded in not so much in my head was like quite an assertive oh well, you know we wanted you to do this and you've done this and that's not right but in reality, it came across as very rude. <laughs> and and, I, and my boss at the time pulled me to one side and was just like, um, I've smoothed this over. Maybe um, try and uh, watch how you word things going forward. Um, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't fall out or anything. It wasn't too bad. It was just a case of, because if, if you're in that position, imagine if someone was really rude to you. You're like, I ain't doing your job now. <laughs> you're, you're at the bottom of my queue to do something. Um and then after that, we, we we carried on working with them for another sort of eight years, and we had a really good relationship. However, my lesson learned there was uh, learn how to be a bit more assertive, less rude. Um, it is hard, though. I think emails are one of the trickiest things. Yeah, to get everyone right. can interpret them in the, in a different way. It's like and when the, you send a text, it's the same. Yeah, the amount of emails you get that go... I've got them where it's like, James, this isn't working. Fix it. And I'm like, whoa, Tiger. Not even a hello. No. <laughs> it's like... But yeah, no, I get where you're coming from. It's a hard one, isn't it? That sort of e- email thing. Well, it was also interesting to see when we when I did the, the John Bufton Influence and Persuasion, he, he brought up um, some, some team that he works with where everybody's interpretation of communication is different. You know, you've got the, uh, what was it? You've got the literal communicator and the infer inference communicator. So you can say something and just be completely literal. So, James, can you fix this? And that's all that they're, they're, they're saying. 
and then the inference communicator will read that and be like what what does he mean by this does he think i'm bad at my job <laughs> that kind of thing <laughs> and they just infer a whole new meaning behind it don't they yeah yeah it's true i think i know i'm always one for pleasantries like at least put hi how you doing before you start moaning at me yeah. to fix things so, yeah do you remember kelly kelly used to have the list of people who were like really rude to her and she'd get to them last because they were rude yeah. to her last time <laughs> i used to do that when i was a waitress so like it was really bad so we used to you know if like a customer had been really rude to us or like pissed us off or something or was just being like difficult they just used to keep going down the list of like tables we'd get to like and just end up at the bottom of the list which obviously then pissed me off even more which was really petty but um I don't know like when I, I part of me actually still miss, like misses being a waitress like because I really? really enjoyed yeah I don't know why I think I don't know I think I don't know I just missed kind of like the environment like and talking to different people like I'd have the most random conversations with people like who were coming into the restaurant and stuff um but it definitely taught me to be organized and how to kind of like not put up, not put on a front but remain professional at all times your customer <laughs> service face yeah definitely and I think that's why like when I started um at Sangaban and I started in a really like junior like administration answering the phone kind of role for the L&D team and I think that's why I was quite good at it because being a waitress had taught me kind of not to crack that professional like facade so if someone phoned like with you know like a boost query or something and they were really rude I could maintain that like level of professionalism quite well um because the amount of times like I'd serve tables and people just absolute assholes like um almost like entitled and you know I worked in a little village pub so it wasn't like a Michelin star restaurant or anything but they almost came in expecting like a Michelin star restaurant everything to be top-notch and like the finest wine and stuff like that which just yeah like there was nice bottles of wine and stuff but it wasn't you know that kind of standard mm-hmm. um but yeah there have been so many times when I've like wanted to just like completely throw throw my apron down and be like I'm not serving you um but yeah over the years I think I was a waitress for like four years it definitely taught me like a bit of resilience and how to maintain that kind of like professional out out outlook on everything I, I think do you think in that sort of thing people forget that servers and stuff are people humans yeah, yeah. You know, they, they've 100%. got a, they've got feelings too it's 100 um, percent. yeah I, I was always remember reading a long time ago something along the lines of um you can tell a lot about your date in the way that they treat the the staff like so like yeah yeah. so if if they're really rude to a waitress or a waiter um you're just that's like an instant red flag and luckily my wife isn't (laughs) so that's a good thing it is a good it is a good judge of character i think like watching someone in a restaurant um because like the amount of times people would like click you over or like you know do the the whole like clap thing like to get you to come over or just like put their hand in the air and you just like look at them you're just like who do you think you are like 
I don't understand people like that. I'm I'm not like that at all. There's an element of culture in that as well. So like I know I personally would never do that in a million years. You know, I might just sort of like put my finger up, sort of bring attention to myself, but I wouldn't usher someone over or click my fingers or anything horrible yeah. like that. But whereas um family or people that we know of who were born and bred in India, um that's like the done thing. They they basically just sort of click their fingers or they make this shush, like kind of shushing oh, noise no. and just usher people over to them whereas they did it here and i was just like what are you doing i'm not i'm not with these people so i suppose that's kind of understanding the culture isn't it and being aware i suppose that's a good that's a good learning lesson though isn't it it's like seeing how people from different backgrounds are you don't generally think about that so much day to day yeah i think as well like i remember when I was a traffic warden, I got given Melton Road as a thing. And if you've ever been to Melton Road in Leicester, it's like a nightmare. Nobody cares where they park. They all get out. They all start strolling around. You're like, well, where do I start with this place? It's like I can't do it quick enough. Yeah, double yellow just means you shouldn't really be there for too long, but you'd be fine for a while, basically. Yeah, but, then, but then if you think about it culturally, like it, the backgrounds for a lot of the families around there they probably don't have those sort of restrictions and stuff where they've they, where the yeah. families have come from so it's like a cultural sort of thing of well you know it's our it's our kind of like place and stuff you don't really think about that a lot of the time so you've got to be patient I know like there was one guy we used to call like little Hitler and she used to go around like sticking so many tickets on people and she gets into full-blown arguments with people and I'm oh, like, see, no one's got time for that. No, and this like, is where traffic wombles get their reputation from. People exactly. like that. I'm like, you don't need to be so standoffish with people. You've got to understand that, A, what are they doing there to begin with? Talk to them. Understand that. Then make an informed decision. Like I used to say to people, right, do you know what? Don't park there. Around the corner, the lines are broken, so I can't give you a ticket there. So you can park there all day if you want to. Yeah. And I just wait for them to move. At least they've moved off the restriction then. And they're not going to you... be a pain. I was thinking about you the other day because we were walking to the Leicester game and um, we were walking down, um, you know, as you come off Narborough Road and you head towards like the Leicester Stadium, you head towards yeah. the roundabout that takes you to it and then you turn right yeah. and you're literally on the Stadium Road. Um, so we were walking down there and there was two cars parked on double yellows and the traffic wardens were there. And this guy literally came bolting around the corner and he was like, no, 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 <laughs> like jumped in his car. And the, traf- the traffic orders were actually laughing at him. And I was like, that's a good traffic warden. Like they didn't say anything to him. He hadn't got a ticket yet. They just let him get in his car and go. And I was like, that's actually a good traffic warden. I've heard, I've heard all of these rules like in the, in the, in the world of traffic wardens and that um, if they haven't taken a picture or put anything on your windscreen, you're okay to jump in a car, ignore them entirely, and just do one as fast as you can. Yeah, yeah. Nah, definitely. So you've got to get two pictures, front and back, do the tyre valve positions, and it's like, yeah. If, by, That's by that how they way. know you haven't moved in the, the two hours <laughs> yeah. that you're allowed there for. Yeah, essentially. Right. But yeah, but, um, yeah I, I've, I've found that the, a good my, my interaction with traffic wardens have been, I mean, very rare, but... The, the few that I have had have been luckily quite good. I think it's been a lot feel, of patience. I was going to say, do you ever feel like you've been a bit, been a bit stereotyped because of you being a traffic warden? <laughs> no. Not, well, yeah. Some people are like, oh, but you're a right dickhead. And I'm like, I'm not a dickhead for a start. <laughs> <I'm> like, well. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, you know. I think 
it, it definitely I think they don't realize the level of patience that some people have like I remember one guy I think I've told you this before we were up in high fields and there's like two roads that fork off like that and there's like a cafe place that do like morning baps and stuff mm-hmm. some guy was there he'd gone in obviously part literally on the path like straight across the path there's double yellow lines either side so you're like well that's not a parking spot it's a pathway <laughs> <laughs> so I, sat, I stood outside and i was literally just about to ask him to move and he came out like so standoffish going ah, this is where my expletives are going to convince you to beep this out he was <laughs> like you've what are you doing oh my God. and i'm like whoa 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 i was like is this your car it's like yes it's my car whoa and i fucking welcome out and start talking to you and i'm like well right okay what what we need to do is just chill out for a second i'm like can you just move your car just around the corner where there's no lines for me and he's like no why should i i'm like because you parked across a path and people can't walk on it so yeah. he got in he, he got in the car and the guy next to me was like i'm gonna start taking photos i'm like just don't because you're gonna make it worse and he shouted out the window, you take a picture, I'll kick your head. I'll, I'll drop kick you to this guy. And I'm like, <laughs> what? It's a proper overreaction. So he drove around the corner and disappeared. He came back like half an hour later and went, look, I'm, I'm so, so sorry. Thank you for not taking the pictures. And I'm like, why would you go off? And he's like, I just get really angry when I'm hungry and I just can't control right. it. <laughs> and he'd driven off and come back and found us on a different road to apologise. And I'm like, if you don't jump to conclusions, I'm just going to book your car straight away. You know, we're not all jobsworths. It's See, that's sort of another, yeah. another, another good uh, uh, lesson there in conflict resolution there by James. Yeah. But it's just like, just take, count to 10, take a chill pill and understand where they're coming from a little bit. And I'm like, if you talk to people, you'll find out stuff. It's like at work, isn't it? Like if somebody's really irate and you're like, that's not like them. You're like, well, then everything all right just ask him don't don't just jump to conclusion and go you're a dickhead do you get hangry because your job title yeah do you actually yeah do you get hangry oh 100 yeah i get hangry this is just why lana grazes she doesn't want to want to let out the ninja inside (laughs) she's just yeah, I try. I try and avoid. Uh, I try and avoid getting hangry. I used to get really hangry when we when we had um, a Sunday shift. So we'd be we'd start at like eleven and then finish at like five or six, and we wouldn't really get like proper breaks or anything, so we wouldn't be able to have lunch. And towards the end of the shift, I'd get so hangry and I'd just be like miserable. Luckily, by that point, like most of the customers had gone, so it wasn't a problem. Um, but I feel like waitressing taught me a really valuable lesson in, in like bullshitting as well. <laughs> Go on. Which isn't like, it's not like a good skill to have. And to be honest, well, I don't know. I think it's quite a good skill so long. To have. Do you? I don't yeah. know. Cause I, I feel like it's positive and negative. So I feel like I'm quite good at getting out of situations. So like, you know, when someone's meals late or, you know something's not quite right and you forgot to put something through like an order through or something um I was always quite good at sweet like sweet talking the customer and kind of like giving them a a bit of not an excuse well yeah an excuse what's gone wrong and stuff um and like I never really had any major disputes um with like customers which is quite good considering I was a waitress for like quite a few years um but that's just reminded me actually there was there was so one lesson I definitely did learn was um to check everything twice 
um, I don't know if I've told you this story before, James. So we, um, when we, like when I used to work at the pub, the quieter nights were always Monday and Tuesday. And it used to just usually be like me, my boss and another like waiter or waitress. Um, and this one particular Tuesday night, it was quite busy. Um, and there was a couple who are quite like a regular couple. They they come in quite often. Um, and I was chatting to them and they asked for their bill. I took their bill over um, and obviously they wanted the card machine. I was like, yeah, that's fine. I'll go get the card, card machine. Um, and I put the amount in the card machine. Um, I think their bill was like £52 or something. Or, or like, it was like really, it, was, it wasn't like a big bill at all. Um, but I accidentally charged them like £252. <laughs> Please tell me they caught this before they... Oh, no. No, no. So they didn't realise. So obviously when you take a car payment, we always used to say, like, check the amount on the thing and then pop your card in. And obviously it said that. I thought obviously I'd got the right amount, completely had misread it, um, hadn't checked it against the bill, like, properly. Um and they obviously their card was charged absolutely fine oh thanks had a lovely meal blah 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 um and then I found out like uh, well when I went to put it through the till I was like shit like I've I've (laughs) messed up here like I've not and I I was so embarrassed and I was like I can't go back out and say I've charged you an extra 200 pound (laughs) so uh, what I did was I just put the receipt in the till cashed it off as normal and then, like three days later, my um one of my bosses was like, "Oh, do you know anything about this?" I was like, "No, <laughs> so oh. I don't, don't know what happened." Lana's um, integrity so, yeah. has been brought into question. Yeah, so it definitely um, it definitely taught me to check all the finer details twice because uh, yeah, I accidentally charged somebody two hundred pound. To be fair, they were really nice about it. Like when they came in to. Uh, when they'd realised, but I was like, who doesn't realise they've been charged an extra two hundred pound? Yeah, that's got to be earning some dough. Yeah. 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 God. Yeah. So I, that was a valuable lesson. Do you think you've learned a lot about kind of mistakes and fe- kind of fessing up to them through your jobs? As well, well, mistakes. Mistakes are a hundred percent where you learn the best lesson. Yeah. You know. Uh, if you make a massive balls up, even if you make a small balls up, you ain't gonna make that. You ain't gonna make that mistake again unless you're one of those people. But I think the vast majority of people will learn from their mistakes and never sort of go back and uh, do it again. Mm, it's interesting. So I remember when we used to look after the sales academy. I'd, <clears throat> I'd, I can say this now because I'm not looking after the sales academy anymore. <laughs> I, <laughs> I remember kind of. We'd set something up to go for, to a, sh- a session at the uh, the Holiday Inn at Coventry. And I remember everybody turning up and going, oh, I've not got a room booked. It's really weird. There's no bookings. I'd completely forgot to book them. Oh my <laughs> and I remember sitting there going, shit, what do I do? <laughs> and I just I remember phoning the hotel lady and, and she was like, OK, it's OK. We can get them in. We can we can do it at the Sangaban rate and this, that and the other. And she was like, have you told them it's your mistake? And I was like, no, what do I do? She's like, just don't tell them. Just it's yeah, fine. it's totally fine. And I was like, but I feel like I have to tell them it's my mistake. Um, But she she was she was lovely. She was like, no, nah, it's our, our error. And she took the blame for me. And I was like, I, kind of looking back, I wish I'd fessed up slightly and been like, actually, Aww. 
I messed up. I should have booked that, and I do apologise. I feel like it but, depends uh, on what your mistake is, though, and, like, what the size of it. Because if it's something really small that's, like, you know, like that, that's not, you know, they, they had rooms available, it's not the end of the world, that kind of thing, yeah. then it's not really a, a massive issue. But if it is, you know, something that's really <clears throat> serious that could lose you your job or like if you accidentally gave somebody like like going back to horsey waitressing if you accidentally gave someone like nuts and they got a nut allergy obviously oh you'd God. have to own up to yeah. it then <laughs> i never did that by the way just just put that out there I, I never did that um but yeah you i feel like i feel like there's a there's a spectrum isn't there like when it's okay to just kind of let it slide and when you need to fess up properly it also yeah. depends on who who you're fessing up to. So, I think uh, you know if if you're if you you're dealing if you're in a work environment and you've made a mistake and you you know confess to the manager that you you've made a mistake and their reaction is really horrible and you're like you fucking idiot I can't believe you've done that rah, rah, rah. Mm-hmm. next time you ain't gonna fess up. Whereas if you have got a good manager who's just like okay yeah everyone makes mistakes it's a good thing that you've done that yeah um you, you've, you've you've fessed up to it and we'll fix it that yeah. makes a big difference it's interesting isn't it i've i think that i think kind of making mistakes and stuff is one of those things where you learn a lot about people like we had a provider once who was supposed to run a session for us and then gave us a, sent us a an email going i can't do this session i'm skiing in switzerland now oh and you sat like and you sat there going, well, I've got a bunch of people in a room who are expecting you to be here. Well, this isn't my yeah. mistake. You've never made, I've never made a mistake in the 25 years I've been doing this. And you're sort of like, whoa, 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 whoa. So Pin and I went back to our emails and just literally copied and pasted everything that we'd had interaction-wise, sent it across. And he was like, ah, ah. And, that, and that's all we got on the phone was just this, ah, okay, well. <laughs> And then he tried to backtrack. And I'm like, don't don't backtrack. Just admit you've done it. And then we mm. can move on. And luckily we had a provider who was lovely and kind of stepped in. And it was sort of like, um, for God's sakes, you know, just I know you've got a lot on your plate. But if you're getting paid, what, three grand a day, you probably tend to be there. That would yeah. put you off using them again as well, wouldn't it? That's the thing. It kind of still is that relationship a bit, doesn't it? And kind of your relationship with them and how that you view them. So it's really interesting. And like. A lot of my jobs, I've learned a lot about people. I mean, I've learned they're filthy for a start, and they they get up to no end of stuff uh, in cars, which is one of the <laughs> biggest things I've ever learned as a traffic warden. It's forbidden. Yeah, forbidden. There's a lot of forbidden love in Leicester. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like you should expand. <laughs> It's one of those awkward ones where I remember going to do my first kind of like evening shift because you could do an evening shift to get paid more. And I was like, well, yeah, might as well. Football was on. So we'd, we'd go around where the football stadium was. And I don't know if you know, it becomes like a, a no parking zone, even if you live there. So like yeah. all the cars have to move, essentially. And there's nobody there. And there's just like a couple of cars left. I remember walking up to one thinking, that's really odd. The lights are on and it's a bit steamy. <laughs> and I remember... I remember walking up. Like the was, start of a porno. Yeah. Do you know? or, or the Titanic. Yeah. It's like, you need, I've got, you've got a leak. I've come to fix shit. Um, <laughs> there was like, do you know where the old Leicester Stadium was? There's like, it's just yeah. like barren grassland now. They were part there. And I remember walking up and saying to the guy I was on with, 
do you want to do this one he's like no and he started grinning i was like what do you know that i don't know yeah and i remember knocking on the window and we're expecting someone to answer there was nothing the, there was music blaring off it was still quite steamy i knocked on the window i just waited and i don't know what it must have been like for them but when they finally opened the window like they were scantily dressed and obviously they were going at it in the car and <laughs> They, they they hadn't I don't, obviously I don't think they'd finished because she was still kind of like you know doing what she was doing and just he just rolled, yeah he just opened the window and went you're right mate and I'm like yeah can you move <laughs> and he's like <laughs> and this is exactly what he said to me he went can I finish up I was like no <laughs> <laughs> having the nerve the nerve to ask that as well. And the guy next to me was like, you've got to start taking the pictures if they don't move. And I'm like, I'm not taking a picture when I know what they're doing in the car. Yeah. And it's, it's oh, it's so awkward. But yeah, people and just kind of like what they try and get away with. Uh, that was the one lesson I learned as a traffic one. I was sort of like, wow. Mm. People will always shock you. Definitely. So is, are there any other lessons that we've we've learned? Any advice we'd give? I, I think don't be afraid to to bring your experience into the business a little bit as well from your old jobs, mm. no matter what it is, whether it, like like you said, with your your kind of patience and kind of empathy with people, that sort of thing. Just, you know, you can bring that into the business, I think, and kind of think about, oh, I remember my old job when people used to get ratty and, and whatnot. I need to understand why they're doing it. Yeah, um, that sort of thing, I think, is really good. I think we, we tend to just think once you're in a big corporate world. You don't need to draw on that experience. No, I think um, that would be my my advice. I think all experience is good experience, no matter what, and um, no matter what your past work life is like, it will all be valuable going forward. As long as you've you know learned from these sort of mistakes that you've made or you know anything you've done in the past, it's all going to be valuable. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I can't really think of any um, tips off the top of my head. Um, but like Anna said, all experience is good experience. You can never have too much experience, I think. Like, I think as well, don't be... When, you, when you're like, if you're applying for jobs or anything like that, don't take your old jobs off your CV because, you know, they might be relevant in some... They might You might not think they're relevant, but you shouldn't really be ashamed of, like, where you've come from kind of thing. No, it's you know great. I mean? like, it's great common ground, isn't it? Like if you yeah. if you soon find out that somebody's had a similar job to you and you can talk about it, it's yeah, it's really like nice. If you, if you went for an interview and someone, it's a talking point. Even if they haven't done the same job as you before, and they were like, "Oh, like you used to be a traffic warden. Like, what was that like? Like, it's a <laughs> it's a good icebreaker." Silently judging me. Yeah, yeah, stereotyping you. Yeah, but I think I think yeah, don't take um. I know like you shouldn't have like a really long CV or anything, but um you know be proud be proud of your old jobs if you're a waitress or if you were um if you did something you know that you might not necessarily be too proud of now but it's really it's you know it's good talking points so it's like we said all experience is good experience um so on that note i think we'll leave it there for this week i hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of the lone Lodge podcast don't forget you can email us your comments questions topics anything you want to ask us or let us know at learningloungepod at sangaban.com don't forget to follow us on tiktok and subscribe to the podcast and we will be back next week with another one for you bye guys bye